0: It's—I don't know—it's just complicated, and like mapping all that stuff. Because, yeah.
1: No, it's—it's it, it, it's very complicated, and and, and it's—it's and and it's made more difficult by these times because our our political discourse is in such a, in such a state of flux. I mean, even in the U.S., right? I mean. I almost stopped the conversation and interrupted Rosemary earlier than I, I decided not to. But Rosemary said something along the lines of does, I think it was Trump, does Trump even have a Republican ideology? What is Republican ideology? Like it's the right, right. coalitions that occupy the party. If Trump dominates the party, then it's as Republican as Trump is, right? Uh, you, you, you know, but those kind of questions are, illustrate how hard it is to talk about these issues in terms of where you're, and the reason why it's hard to talk about these issues of where we stand and how we stand in some sort of dimensions because they're all entirely constructed, right? They're. They're they're purely instrumental for our purposes of living and working together in a, in a, in a self governing society. These these discourses and dimensions of difference that we talk about they're they're not like objective in the stars, which right. is super hard yeah. to like sort out. Like like it's like yeah. there are countries where being really focused on education policy is a right wing issue. Like, mm. like the the, the the construction of left right cross nationally varies. It doesn't vary as much as you might imagine, but it does. Ma- it does vary, um, and sometimes in surprising ways. Um, and sometimes it's even weirder, where you have a place like uh, Ireland, where the the political dimensions of relevance there have nothing to do with like the classical left right. Like their politics in, in, in Ireland are totally different. Mm. Israel, same thing, right? Um,
0: I just don't. I just don't know how we in the United States, I don't know how we break out of our current constellation because like for me, like if I'm like, Hey, I, I, I'm actually like, I actually think we should embrace. And I'm not even saying I, I I'm not even saying like, I, this is exactly where I'm at. Cause it's not, but like if I were to say, Hey, I actually think like bi- uh, binary gender is a real thing. But I also think that like, like this is still, this country is still an apartheid essentially. And like like things are really bad with race and like the cops the cop you know cops brutalize etc like if i give if i choose this grab bag constellation it's like where do i even go i certainly can't go to the right yeah, yeah. with this, you know and like, but like i but like i'm I'm no longer welcome in many parts of the left so it's like there's like like i don't even know how you break out of this because there's like there's there's no like middle stage there's no there's there's no there's no, there's no like alternate buckets to pop bo- to pop into really politically no, in yeah, well, front, I
1: think- how do you shift the buckets Right. How do you change the buckets? In other words, how do you create, how do you, how do you foment realignment? And, uh, And this podcast, you know, I sure. think is what, I mean, Like, I think that's a large part of what we want to do ultimately in the podcast is like, yeah, you know, to reframe it away from like, oh, we have all these disagreements to none of us neatly align. So let's talk about, let's talk about these buckets and this alignment in a, in like an off the grid sort of way. Yeah. And also like what Mike was saying about earlier, I mean, I, I pushed back a little bit just to get my politics love in thing, but, uh, and I just, just like the, the thinking about things in terms of transactional politics, although it's a perfectly accurate phrase to use what he's, for what he's describing, but having more of a discussion, uh, more of a view of politics where we embrace our, our differences, we find like-minded little groups. And then we, we work within the structures of these, of these to, to join and shape coalitions actively and engage in give and take. That's the transactionalism that Mike is talking about. That is an organic way to shift the structure. I mean, it's a super unnatural state in American politics to have two parties as institutionally bordering on homogenous as these are. Like, it's really atypical in U.S. history.
0: And yet, completely at each other's throats. Yeah, of course. Right? Like, so similar. So similar. And yet, murderous towards one another.
1: Which is often the case, right? Because when you have this is the problem with unity right unity creates both a feeling of togetherness but it also creates a greater fear of any any defection right so they get out of those throats because they're policing the boundaries of their ever tighter union of these different coalitions right and uh that's why polarization is so nasty
0: well it and this is a completely different tangent, but it seems seems to me that there's more policing happening of, of the edges than of the center. Like the 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 rule, the ruling group within the Republican Party, and the Democratic Party, if you actually sat them down and, and they weren't in front of the cameras, I feel like they're pretty aligned.
1: Uh... I, I generally have no idea these days. You're talking about the elites, right? Like elected officials.
0: Yeah, well, and I, they're they're like the bottom crust of the elites, honestly. But like, yeah, I'm talking about like, if you were to like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like how to describe this, but like, if you were to remove them from the political fight, and it's like, get, have them get down to brass tacks about what they really thought, like, I think Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi would be just fine.
1: I don't. I gotta be honest, I genuinely have no idea anymore. And it's because I'm starting to get the impression that these people are just the most bizarre creatures ever, right? In the sense of, yeah, they I think a lot of them are so focused on office. I'm not clear if they even have well-defined policy views. Many of them, to be right. on
0: right, like, well, that you know, what I mean? though that's, that that's I guess that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at is like there, there's a lot of these people are basically political sociopaths, okay. and yeah, yeah. and like and their their commitment is to power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and so if if, if if they could yeah. accrue power by cooperating rather than fighting, they would.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I this is my concern, right? That this is the case. So I wouldn't say that they they agree on things, other than like, yeah, uh, you're the only god in the universe, right? Yeah, I feel the same way about myself. Like, like, you know,
0: like, like, it's like, what really gets me up in the morning isn't coffee. It's it's the thrill of power. Yes, you know. I mean, <laughs> do you have
1: Nietzsche by your bedstand? Yes, me too. Like, I think I think it'd be a lot like that. More like, I think we have very common <laughs> views on the role of capitalism. Like, I, I don't think that this would be. I think I think you'd find I think we I think oh, we well, discover how much this is psycho psych
0: psychological
1: and less political.
0: I do I do I do think that they that these folks, especially in the leadership of the parties, I do think these folks have similar life experiences in terms of like their their class experience, right? right? It's true. And, I and do think will... often
1: Mike kind of overstate the degree to which people are enthralled to their corporate overlords, like or, or the, that are cor- like you, you often use the word corporatist in a way that I think is like. You're like, oh, like, well, the elites of both parties are just corporatist. And I don't, I think that just flat, I I, I don't think that's accurate. But yes, yes, I agree that um, the, like the the elected officials in both parties have very similar class backgrounds for sure. And that, and that, again, and is, 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 that's the gift of the 60s, right? I mean, this upper middle classification, bourgeoisification of party elites, that was a, that was a later thing, right? Up until the 60s most politicians came i mean you could look at career backgrounds right now they're almost all lawyers who, who who geared themselves to be in these sort of positions before mostly from Yale and Harvard right
0: specifically right
1: and before you had you know labor union people small business people who were involved in the coalitions that formed the parties who mm-hmm.
0: rose
1: along with lawyers and professionals but it was a much more mixed bag professionally and then therefore also in terms of backgrounds mm-hmm. and, yeah that's the thing of the past man And and that was that was a gift of the '60s and the kind of the bourgeoisification and professionalization of politics, and also the decline of those of those coalitional movements within the party organizations. So
0: the corp the corporatist piece. It's not to say they literally sometimes they do, but it's not to say they always have the same masters. But but like the way I sort of view the way I make sense of our politics most of the time um, is that. In general, under normal circumstances, people in national office and in some other offices too, but certainly like at the top levels, these folks, like, you know, if you primarily represent, you know, these corporations and some other prim- – someone else primarily represents is funded by these other corporations, like, that le- that can easily lead to a really divergent viewpoints because the ruling class is not in unity about plenty of issues and they fight about them. But like but, – but ultimately – And this also is based in research, like they have researched this and proven that when, when elite, when elite individuals and corporations, how, how, how the 1% and the 0.1% feel about issues is typically how Congress goes. And so the real, like in, in general, as a general rule, what we are looking at in Congress is elite representation, not, not as much popular representation.
1: Yeah, I think you're overselling that the, the the research. If I'm if you're thinking about the thing I'm talking about, but what it does find very strongly is that um, the top the one percent, the top one percent uh, are clearly more influential. It, it's not like a most of the time or nearly all the time, but th- there's a, there's significant and and the magnitude is is meaningful in, increase in in in, in, uh, in fidelity to that group, despite their numerically very small numbers. This is
0: true. I would have. I would have to go. I would have to go find the actual research. I read it when it came really out. Really sure, um, but, but I, but I think I think the takeaway was essentially like, if the rule, essentially, in, in very shorthand, if the ruling class is really divided about something, popular opinion matters. If the ruling class agrees, it, the popular opinions are relevant.
1: On certain issues, yeah, not all, yeah. but on some, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is one of it very often because okay, well, this gets into. Well, I guess I'm a political scientist, so I should do my political science thing. But a lot of it has to do with different issues have different political dynamics around them, right? So certain policy issues that the, the ruling class wants only affect voters long run or in abstract ways. In those right. cases, you always go to the ruling class because if they're united because what's the cost? If right. you're talking about a policy that does affect rank and rank and file voters in very serious ways, it doesn't matter how united you know the ruling class is. Because At the end of the day, they need to, you need to get elected. This is the reason why it doesn't matter how much the ruling class has social security. That stuff keeps getting defended because it, it has become a third rail of politics. It's, you touch it and you die. It's because yes. voters know about that shit right now.
0: Right, right, yeah, no, that's that's true, and and I, I would say there, there's, I think actually there's plenty of stuff that affects your average voter in the near term, but they're capable of being convinced.
1: Yeah, it has affecting them in the way that right. they feel immediately, concretely, like things like unemployment, right. inflation, uh, loss of major benefits. These are things that are felt objectively right now by the voters, and they and they and they want to know who did it to them, as opposed to ah, oh, my air is dirtier a few years later, right? I mean, it's harder to. You know it's it's more of a a funky process to get you there, but like you know who cut my benefits? Concrete, linear, causal yeah. right like so yeah. this is this is so the issue with the ruling class winning thing is, is that it's it, again it's mediated through a structure where you have people running for office, and so the nature in which those issues affect office gaining will determine the power of the ruling class as well, yeah. right So it's interactive between ruling class interest, their unity, and the issue at stake because of how it affects voters.
0: The great difficulty of podcasts and short form writing is that it's really hard to actually dig into the level of nuance that exists in real life. And so it's hard. It's, 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 it's actually harder to tell the truth without taking, without taking rhetorical shortcuts. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And what I mean by that is it is easier to lie by not taking the shortcuts.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is part of the reason why I've, why I've become more intellectually humble about a lot of things. And my strongest points were often from a a position of like, whoa, let's just like, what would we do is kind of like an insurance approach to this sort of problem. We don't understand very well is because it's the only way I can think of, of lying less, (laughs) right? It's a way to have a definitive position that doesn't involve you having to uh, entirely engage with the problems you just raised.
0: (laughs) Right. But, but I guess, I guess a part of what I'm saying is like, it's, (laughs) it's, it's, uh so like you think of like climate change right or or smoking um uh smoking that's not a great example because that was like just an outright fabrication but like I'm trying to think of an issue like um like let's look at the alcohol industry right um let's say for the sake of argument I don't even know if this is true I'm going to make some stuff up here but let's say that for the alcohol industry um there's some evidence that that drinking alcohol does increase your risk of certain kinds of cancer but wow. It's not really that much, and when you compare it to a lot of other activities, it's it's not really that big of a deal, let's say. Now, I, as the alcohol industry spokesman, right, or just as a guy who likes whiskey, am liable to say, look, alcohol is perfectly fine. Like, it's really not a big deal. Like, yes, yeah, cancer, blah, 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 but, like, everything causes cancer, right? Like, it's really not that big a deal. Oxygen. <laughs> that, that's, that's the shortcut, is saying, like, it's really not that big of a deal. But it's easy, but 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 it's easier to lie as someone who's anti-alcohol, saying like, "Look, the facts are right here. It it does increase cancer." It's like, "Well, yes, it does." But the real question is, how big of a deal actually is yep. that? And the short, the easier shortcut, which is actually more truthful in this in this made-up case that I'm not sure the facts are true, but in this made-up case, the answer that's actually more truthful, is say, "Nah, it's no big deal." Yeah. Right. No, exactly. So that's sort of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Like, so, I, 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 I think, I think sometimes where I get where I get into trouble with YouTube is I jump to the shortcut, which I actually think is more truthful than digging into every single detail. And I think sometimes slow rolling our decision about what what's true in a case sometimes it is actually less truthful to get too complex.